Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Being Podcast. This is Mariah Catalan. Hi everybody. Um, This week I just wanted to come on and kind of catch you up on life. Um, The past two episodes were about like the birth story and then kind of my postpartum survival stuff that I've been, you know, using the past five months. Um, My daughter Elena is five months now and um, the absolute joy of our life and also every little thing (laughs) that I'm thinking about and it's just been all-consuming becoming a mother and having this little baby in our lives. So, where to catch you up? (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I guess I'll just start kind of from when she was born, so... Um, came home and that was like pretty quick after birth. Let's see. I think it was like the next day we had kind of asked not really to be rushed out, but we were ready to be home and we just asked if we could get cleared to leave. So, um, yeah, we came home and my husband had, um, a little bit over a month off that he was able to take, uh, for like paternity leave, which is amazing. I know that that's not the case for all families, especially here in the U.S. Um, Other places, I know it's much better, but um, I definitely can't complain that I had that support and help. Um, He was definitely, like, you know, the only thing that, like, helped me survive some of those days, just, like, you know, being there to support me while I was trying to take care of the baby. Um, Motherhood is this crazy experience like it's this it's no joke it's it's very difficult but also like the best thing that you've ever done I don't know it's just it's very complex um and it really reminds me of a lot of that duality stuff that I used to talk about here on the podcast um that like so many things can exist like at the same time like I still, because she's not sleeping through the night, um, we're having some difficulties with the whole sleeping thing and regressions and such, um, so I still am exhausted, like, I'm so exhausted because I have a baby, right, but I also am so joyful and I'm also so happy and, you know, seeing her little smile just warms my heart in a way that, like, has never been warmed before, you know, so it's just... It's such a complex experience of um, exhaustion and just like extreme emotions, you know, positive and like then, you know, a lot of anxiety, a lot, a lot, a lot of anxiety because they're babies and they can't talk to you about what's going on or, you know, how they're feeling. So it's really up to you to kind of determine everything. And, um, you know, I have a lot of experience with young children and, I have experience with babies and still it makes it really tough. Like I'm grateful to have my background because I think it made it a little bit easier for me, this process, but at the same time, um, it's not a walk in the park and every baby is different. So a lot of anxiety around like, is she cold? Is she too hot? Is she, you know, like, why is she crying? Is she hungry? Is she tired? Um, you know, just kind of figuring the baby out, especially those first few weeks, like they're not totally like 
you know, easy to read because you, you don't know them. Like they were in your belly the whole time and you have certain things like, you know, she would always be kind of silly around nine o'clock inside. And then she was like that outside too. So like, that was kind of funny to see the personality kind of extend and continue, you know, because that was her in there. So things like that, you know, but then there's other things that you just like, who are you little human? You know, you're this tiny little person and I need to get to know you and I need to get to know what the, your faces mean and your expressions and, you know, kind of what does discomfort look like on you? What does hunger look like on you? What does cold look like? I mean, just all of those things is, is really, you know, amazing that as parents, we're able to learn these things from our child, you know, just to be able to spend the time with them and learn and get to know them. And then they get to know us. And it's really a beautiful experience, but, um, also full of worry and anxiety because, you know, we had a couple nights, thankfully we didn't have, you know, Elena hasn't had a lot of colic or anything, especially when, you know, she was tiny, but there was two times that she just was like, uncontrollably screaming and clearly in maybe pain and just very uncomfortable, very upset. And pretty much everything that I did that I had previously been able to do to help calm her down was not working. Um, and then my husband also like he tries stuff and like, you know, both of us each time me, the one time I like, you know, kind of was trying to help her and she was just screaming and she looks into my eyes (laughs) And it's just like, my soul is like scarred forever from that look of like, she just is in sheer terror or pain or whatever that pure feeling that she was feeling. And she just like stared into my soul. And, you know, so just like that, oh, like, I really want to help you. And I don't know how. And just like, you know, very overwhelming. So that's when I was like pastor to my husband because I was like, I can't, like, I, I don't know how to help her. And I just got, you know, upset. So pastor to him for a little bit and I was able to kind of like calm myself down and collect and then go back and help her. And um, thankfully it was a short, um, you know, little stint and then she was able to calm down and um, sleep for the night. So that was the one time. And then the second time it happened, the same thing happened to my husband. I had learned, I guess, to not like, don't look directly into her eyes. But, um, he, he had that same experience where he's like, you know, he's just rocking air trying to help her calm down. And, and he looked into her eyes and she had that same connection of just like deep soul piercing gaze. And, uh, then he had to pass her to me. (laughs) So, I mean, we've, we were definitely, I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but it was really intense at the moment. I mean, you know, all of my hormones and all of everything is designed by like mother nature to make me want to help her. I mean, like physically, it's amazing how like I need to eat, you know, food to sustain both of us because I was breastfeeding and stuff. And like, so like at the very beginning, I knew I needed to eat, but if like the baby was upset and fussing with someone else, I like physically was so uncomfortable not holding and tending to my child that like my husband was like, it's fine. He like coached me through. He's like, just eat. You need to eat. Just eat. 
relax. It's okay. She's fine. She's being cared for. Like, just take care of yourself and then you can go take care of her. Um, and I like really needed that voice to, to help me kind of focus because every part of my body wanted to go and hold my baby and take care of her. Um, and just, it's amazing how that like instinct and stuff comes in so like naturally without, um, me needing to like be conscious about it. It's just something that kind of was just there. Like, you know, as soon as she was around, it was just like, everything's about her. Everything is for her. Um, and I know that like at some point, um, I will have to start to like detangle some of these feelings and, and drives and try to find my way back to, um, myself and like who I am as a person and not just only a mother. But I think that like, especially at this beginning phase, it is, um, pretty all consuming and, and that's natural, you know, like this, it's experience that we have of becoming moms that is, you know, incredible and it's very, you know, life-changing. So of course we're going to kind of be overcome by these things and, and it has a lot to do with hormones. It has a lot to do with natural, um, cycles in the brain. And, you know, there's actually studies that like the brain, the gray matter, like some of it kind of dies off. And that's where I think we get mom brain from. Um, is because it, it dies off in certain areas and it grows in other areas because you literally your brain is changing to adapt to learn your child better and to like put more energy and focus into those parts of um, your cognition to help take care of your child. So it's like this, these are actual brain changes that are happening, um, which is amazing, you know, and that's something that I don't think we should discount and like right away just be like, oh, you know, you're getting, you're not yourself anymore. You're, you're being overcome by, um, this thing of, you know, motherhood and you need to like find yourself or like, um, you know, there's a, this campaign that, um, I, gosh, I w wish I remembered the celebrity, but, um, her thing is about getting your pink back, which is this idea around, um, flamingos who I believe, I guess when they have their babies, they um, lose their color in it because flamingos are actually white and their color that they get from eating shrimp, which is pretty interesting. Um, but I guess they, it takes them some time to get their color back. Um, and the idea around that is getting your pink back is, you know, you go through this crazy transition into motherhood and everything was poured into the baby and, and becoming a mom and getting your pink back is that idea of kind of reclaiming yourself. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. And I think that's important for us to do because we are not all just one thing. We are all so complex beings. So, um, you know, I think it is important to be able to learn and embrace all parts of yourself. Um, but at the same time, I do think that at this beginning phase, it makes sense to be overcome with motherhood because that's kind of what your baby needs and that's what you need. And, um, it's just kind of a part of the experience that we go through if you become a mom. And I know it's different for everyone, the way they experience it. Sometimes, 
Um, the bond develops a little bit later. Sometimes it's not something that's like instinct from the second the baby comes out. You're like, oh, we're bonded for life. I mean, some people have a lot of postpartum depression and it takes time to feel connected in different ways. And again, that's important, something that you have to go through and experience and, and, you know, get support with. But that is part of your experience of becoming a mother. And so I don't think we should try to throw that away and discount it maybe too soon because it is um, such a big part of our lives in this sort of transition. Um. But yeah, so that's, it's just been amazing to become a mom. And it's also the hardest thing like ever done, like every single day. I mean, right now she, I think is trying to reduce, you know, from like four naps a day to three naps a day, but then also she's way too tired to last until bedtime if she skips that nap. So it's kind of this balance that I'm trying to constantly figure out like, when should I put her down and, you know, should I wait a little bit or should I extend this little wake period that she has or should I put her to sleep early? Like, you know, oh, we have somewhere to go. Should I nap her before? She's going to nap in the car. It's just like all of these, these things are in my brain constantly of like, you know, how to best care for my daughter while I'm trying to like live life and move throughout the world. And it's just like very very consuming of the brain and the thoughts. And that's where some of the things that I brought up last episode talking about um, the mindfulness and like kind of some ways to ease anxiety have been really, really important in my life because um, I probably am the most anxious now having a child than I ever have been. And I've already been like having therapy and, and like found yoga and all of this stuff because of being an anxious person and, and needing to find that balance in my life. So I think that it's, um, definitely really important for me personally to stay with some of these grounding techniques and help myself like, find my peace and calm moments between all of the worry and anxiety of taking care of a tiny human who I love with my whole heart. (sighs) So yeah, that's kind of the gist of the beginning and kind of up to now of emotional status and places and things I've been kind of mulling over. Um, As far as like real life. I've been on maternity leave, um, up until the end of June, um, which was really awesome. Also not something that a lot of people get here in the U S. So I'm really grateful for my job and the situation that I had that allowed me to stay home and, um, get paid. I mean, I was still using my own sick and vacation hours, so it wasn't like, you know, so great where I was getting, you know, my job was actually paying me a maternity leave if that makes sense, but I still was able to be, um, home with the baby and receive paychecks. So I'm just, I am truly grateful for that because I know a lot of moms don't experience that. Um, but when it came to needing to go back to work, um, I had a lot of thought and a lot of therapy and a lot of discussion around what should I do because it just didn't feel right intuitively for me to leave my baby in the care of someone else so that I could go take care of other people's babies (laughs) because that's my job you know as a preschool teacher so um yeah it just didn't 
sit with me and I had a really hard time thinking about it. Of course, anxiety came into play. Um, but just not having a secure, steady place that Elena was going to be cared for. It was going to be, you know, everyone that was going to watch her is people that love her. So I know she would have been very well loved, but, um, the shuffle of having to bring her to all these different places for care, um, was just not going to be consistent. And my days themselves are eight hour shifts with usually an hour lunch break in the middle of it. And then about an hour commute total there and back. So that's, you know, nine, 10 hours away from my baby every day, like Monday through Friday. And I just, I couldn't do it. I just, coming from my child psychology and early childhood education background and just knowing how important this time in her life is and how exciting this time of her life is. So many milestones, like the first year is just amazing and all the things that they are growing and doing and like, it's just, I don't want to miss it and I don't think that I will ever regret um, being here to see it. So I made the difficult decision to leave my job um, that I do really truly love. Um, So that was difficult for me. I mean, I'm like, you know, do I want to prioritize this over my career and it just was something I really had to sit with and think about and mull over and um, something that kind of ended up coming to me probably through multiple people but just like this idea that it's not like a no forever it's like pausing my career line for now because I do know that if I'm this passionate about my job and this stuff that I will find my way back to it. So, um, yeah, so for now I am home with baby and next month I start a nannying job. So I found a way to be able to still be with Elena and also have some income for the family. So I'm going to be a nanny. Um, and I'm excited about that because it's going to be a different experience where I get to do a lot of fun, different activities just with like these two kids that I'm with, you know, Elena and this other little girl um, that I usually don't, you know, as a preschool teacher, I had like 12 kids in the classroom. So the kind of activities and things that you're able to do with a big group is not the same as a small group. So I'm excited um, to see how that is going to all kind of play out. And I think it'll be fun and also challenging in different, you know, parts of me trying a new job. Like it's similar because it's childcare, but it's still very different. So, um, I think that will be cool new experience. And I'm really grateful for the family that, um, was just like, it just definitely felt like fate. So, I was talking with one of my really good friends about my like feelings of like, I don't, I don't think I can go back to work and I don't know what to do. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm thinking about maybe trying to nanny. And then she was like, oh, I know somebody who might need that. And it just kind of all the puzzle pieces just fit. Um, and here we are. So like it just, the way that everything worked out was just really like, yeah, it was the right thing and it was fate. And I think that, um, helped me feel more confident about this decision in life. And 
moving forward with this. So that's kind of the biggest update. I mean, I definitely have, um, yeah, that's, it's going to be a major life shift, even just going back to work because I've been out of work and out of a regular schedule for so long. Um, it's going to be a challenge to get back into like a regular rhythm of like waking up every day at a certain time and getting me and Elena ready to go and getting somewhere every day. Um, that itself is, sounds scary right now just because it's not something that I'm used to doing. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be good for us. So yeah, those are the biggest, um, updates. So I will keep you updated on, um, as other things come up right now, I haven't been teaching yoga because I've been with baby. Um, but I do really want to get back into that. I, I hope that that opportunity will arise when, um, the time's ready and I'm excited to kind of get back into that realm. I miss my yoga family. I miss the people that I had community with. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of lonely becoming a mom. Um, it's kind of isolating and yeah, I really miss the people that I had that community with. Um, everything, once you become a mom is so overwhelming and like overwhelmingly focused on your baby if that makes sense. So it's hard to not, it's hard to have a conversation about anything other than child related things, um, or, you know, motherhood related things. So it's hard to just kind of stay in community with some people who aren't going through that, like at the same time as you are. Um, I'm so grateful for the friends that I have that are also going through it with me because, um, they're really like really supportive and it's, it's so good to have some kind of a community to be able to connect with about these things. And, you know, are you, is your baby doing this or, you know, is your baby doing that or how are you feeling? How are you experiencing this change? And, um, having those people have been really, really crucial, but at the same time, the way that I'm mostly connecting with those people is over social media or over, you know, text or calls, that kind of thing. Um, because it's hard to leave the house with a baby. It's hard to get places and, um, yeah, like you have to load up with all kinds of things and you always forget something and, you know, maybe the baby's crying on your way over to wherever you're going. It's just, it's stressful and hard, um, and depends on your personality, I'm sure. And the baby, you know, how much like they enjoy the car rides and such, but, um, yeah, it can be really isolating becoming a mom and everything is just, your whole world is upside down. And then you kind of look around and like all of your friends are living their best life <laughs> exactly as, as if nothing has changed. And for you, you're just like the whole world has changed. Like how, how are you all just like continuing to go on? Like, you know, like this little perfect human hasn't entered the world and, uh, you know, disrupted your life completely, like in a, a great way, but like it's completely disrupted. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of difficult, especially like <laughs> this summer, you know, seeing everybody being so happy and, you know, living their best water lives in the sunshine. And I'm like, you know, I can't, I have to stay in the shade because my baby can't wear sunscreen yet because she's too little. Like, 
<laughs> you know, it's just like all of these things that you don't really realize, like, or if you do go to an event, you do go to a party, um, you know, the baby needs to sleep. You have to walk, physically walk away from like the noise and the enjoyment part of the party, like the, the, the conversation, you know, you have to like physically remove yourself sometimes so that you can like get the baby to sleep or, um, you know, feeding the baby or whatever. I mean, you, it's, it can be like, you have to, it's just you and that little human that you're, <laughs> that you were taking care of, um, a lot of times. And that bond is so precious and so special, but it also can be really, yeah, really difficult because you are having to be just isolated. You're just together. You're the two of you trying to kind of keep each other going, keep each other alive. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I kind of forgot my point because I have mom brain and this happens to me 20 times a day where I'm like all going somewhere with this. Maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it won't. The joys of a sleepless brain. Um, but I think you get the point. <laughs> I think you understand that this is tough and beautiful and amazing. And um, yeah, I, I definitely don't feel like I could do this without my community. And it's still hard even with a community. So Shout out to all you moms out there. Single moms don't know how you do it, um, but you are rock stars. <laughs> and um, anyway, I I think the little mindful moment that I want to share is um, <laughs> my husband took the baby, whether, you know, it was his choice or not, you could ask him, but he took the baby for a little bit. Um, for my birthday, he got me like this set of bath bombs. So like little fizzy things you put in the bath and they smell delicious. And, um, so I like, was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a bath. So like gave her, gave him the baby, go in there and, um, pop the bath bomb in there. And I have like my little bit of wine and I'm just like, I'm just going to soak this up. Like I'm just going to be present with this and I'm just going to enjoy it. Um, and I put on, um, a sound bath, which I actually haven't like done anything with like sound therapy, sound bath stuff in a while. Um, so I don't know where that kind of intuition came in. Um, but anyways, I, I put on some music rather than, you know, like trying to catch up on an episode of the show that I haven't had a chance to watch or that movie that I'm like, I've tried like 40 times to watch and I keep having to rewind it to go back to the spot that I was at before. And then by the time I catch back up, the baby's fussing again. So anyways, rather than trying to, to do something else, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to put on sound bath. And so I, I had everything like, beautiful setup how I wanted and like I was able to be present in the moment and I just had this little like I don't know it was so silly but um I just saw like all over 
my legs in the bath, I just had these like tiny little bubbles. And I'm like, I like ran my finger across my skin and the bubbles would like release and like rise up and just, it was so silly and so simple, but it just like somehow reminded me of how like complex life is and so simple at the same time. Like here I am, you know, like stressed and needing to get all these conditions right to like have a relaxing time in the bath and and like soothe and calm down and whatever. And then there's just like these bubbles here (laughs) and like little particles of life and how like everything is complex and also just like so simple. Like here I am just sitting in the bathtub playing with these little bubbles on my leg. (laughs) And uh, just reminded me a little bit of like, maybe not to take things so seriously, um, play when you have that moment of, you know, freedom to play and, you know, find a little, the joy in the little things. And yeah, like we are so complex, but also things can also just be really simple and you can be like a little kid again, playing with bubbles in the bath. (sighs) Well, Thank you, baby, for allowing this episode to (laughs) continue. And thank you all for listening. I will try to get back on next week. Love to you all.